Yo, yo, what up, what up? It's OC, part of the DITC Immortals, and you're rocking with the Tissue and the J podcast, the voice for hip hop conservation through conversation. So respect, he holds his yard. Dancing up in this motherfucker. I like to say what's up to the whole MOP. Yeah. Brooklyn period. Them niggas that just don't give a fuck. Bet your ass, nigga. Yeah. Hey, yo, this This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Like we always do about this time. Catching shit off the radio. Put the tissue in the end. Tissue in the top. Tissue on the tape. They don't know about that. Respect hate always. Respect hate always. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Philmatic. Davis backwards, Gandhi, Hip Hop 365, you know the time, it's the tissue and the tape, adjust my tally and twine and design the great metaphors and a rape like cosplay, don't need conventions to display my conviction upon date, MCs are rhythm and bit them peace like Gandhi, for a seat at the table getting meals alive. Recording live from somewhere, it's the world's famous T.I.T.T., it's home team in the motherfucking house. Nope. Question as always, it is I, Davis Backers, at who state your name, gangsta. Still, Matic 365, aka still gold blooded, man. We got one more step, yeah. Same here, man. Uh, we're excited, but but yo, Phil Matic, yo, one of the reasons why I know you that why we know each other, we've been friends for, for over 22 years at this point. Is is because of this this bond that we created over music, and one of the bonds that we had was, of course, Razcast, who we talked ad nauseum over. But who is the other bond that created Tissue in the Tape, man? Yo, man, it's, it's the first family. Uh, so so tonight so tonight is a special one because uh, we we got we got a warrior in the house, man. We got we got a we got a downtown swinger in the house. We got a Saint Marksman in the house. So vibe. When I say clack clack salute to all mine and D, it's Billy Dan's in the motherfucking house. No question. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's the world famous one half of the legendary first family MOP. We got Billy Dan's in the house. Let's go. Yeah, yeah let's do it, baby. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you, brothers, for having me, man. I appreciate it, champ. Man, thank no you for doubt. your time. Appreciate man. you. Billy, if you can't tell, man, we we begin every show like that because, man, like you guys are so important to to just us as fans, but also just to our culture and the music that we grew up listening to. Like, of course, we were we were fans of KRS One, BDK, G Rap, yeah. but you you guys like specifically for us, you were our guys, yo. Like, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like this on the big brother tip. So to, to be able to, to 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 break bread and build with you tonight, man, this is a special honor. That's dope, bro. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. And um I say I don't I don't think I say this enough, but um I think people don't understand like what you and people like yourself, I, I, I don't say fans, I say family. There's no way you can hang out with an artist for this long and just be a fan. Like you gotta be able to soak into that artist y'all gotta be able to connect so when when i get this kind of appreciation um 
that's what I need. That that's what keeps me going because it's no longer about the money. It's no longer about the touring or whatever it is. It's really about us one on one. So I can keep going because if I don't have you, or if I don't have that energy from you, I'm tired of this damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I need I need that energy, bro. So in short, I appreciate your appreciation, brother. Thank For you. real, no doubt, man. Uh, oh man, uh, yeah. Like like Vi was saying, we we both we both went to uh, Hampton, um, H2. So 97. So like we we all we bonded over the music. Like you said, Ras is is, and that was our actually our first guest. He's He's been on with us a bunch of times. That's the, that's the big homie. Right. But one one of the albums, and we 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 gonna talk about to the death and and fire squad and all that. But the album, like when we met each other, we were already friends and we bonded over those. But MOP Warriors, yo, <laughs> yo, we shared we shared apartment senior year. We listened to that album pretty much every day on the on a ride to school. Yeah. Um, wow. like I said like our bond like <clears throat> I didn't prior I was I was somewhat of a a musical outcast because I'm from Virginia Phil's from Philly but like I never knew anybody that liked MOP as much as I did until I met him <laughs> so like just automatically like did those types of things like you said as far as just like creating fam like like mm-hmm. yo I I could say I could say a, a fame line and he could finish it you know, he could say, a, a, you know, a, a Danzini line and I could finish it. So it's just like, it's just was right. Right, right. So I'm responsible for this madness. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Like, yo, you, you, you got, you got like some, uh, you got, yeah, some you, you got, you got some equity, yo. Like, it's like, it's like y'all, it's like y'all Ray and Ghosts. And then like on the, just on the broadcast side, like Sway and Tech, Stretch and Bob, you know, the Buddha Brothers and VA. Kobe Cole and and uh Cosmic Kev in Philly. But yeah, man, uh maxed out a credit card to get a new system so we could we could play Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> that's facts. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Oh, so that's why you really want to talk, huh? You want me to kick in? <laughs> Some of the uh, it, 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 all, all, all debts are paid with the music family. So yeah, but yeah. no man, um I, I I mean, it's so many places that. Let me ask you, where you want to start? Um, I'm I'm an open book, brother. So we can start anywhere. It, it doesn't okay. matter to me. I like I like handing out information. Um, but it seems like you guys already know everything. But no, to no, the no, fans, I, I, to I the never, audience, to the listeners yeah. out there, there you go. I like I like handing out uh, information because okay. there's a lot of things that they don't know about the group. So so let's do this then. Um we we are big on the origin story. We we look at we look at MCs like like superheroes. So like we like to say when did you get bit with the radioactive spider? So when when did when did uh young Billy become, you know, Billy Dance? Like like how did you get into hip hop? Like what made you love it? I mean, I loved it from uh that's crazy. I just thought about this last night how uh uh, my father, it was my sister's birthday, and my father brought a record player for her birthday. And he came home with this. He, he, of course, he didn't know he was buying. He just figured what was what was the latest for the kids. So he came home with this Sugar Hill Gang record, very first hip hop record ever ever pressed up. And we played that record until the uh, till the words came off the wax. And that was like <laughs> right there, bro. It was like right there. That's where. It, kind of hit me at like I really like this but now check this out maybe a couple 
months or I mean, it may have seemed like months, may have been years, I don't know, but <clears throat> I actually um, saw this dude in New York. We used to have these jams, right, where they'll just block off the block and put these big speakers out, like the size of SUVs, and stack them up. This is how big the speakers were. They were Vegas. Um, <clears throat> and I remember watching this dude hop across, and I had seen a few dudes actually rap. Right, they would they would rap, they would do the little things at the jam, but this dude was hopping across the speakers like going nuts. Right, he kept saying, "Ladies love Cool J," right, "LL Cool J." He was bodying it. I I was mesmerized, bro. I was a little kid. I was mesmerized. Two weeks later, he put this record out. Right, it was LL first record? I watched him. Yeah, I watched him perform that record and a couple other things like just maybe weeks before he released it and like i was stuck in this i was like wow i've never seen that like this in my life right now never mind that this same dude i didn't realize it at the time but this same dude used to come to my house to fight my brother at least once or twice a week <laughs> so, so okay I, i'm i'm not even fronting with you bro like i would be sitting in the window you know, as kids we find the weirdest places to sit so i would be sitting in the window two or three times he came yo you sure where your brother at all right tim come on downstairs and fight all right cool hold on <laughs> i go get my brother they go they go knuckle up two or three times a week you know what i'm saying um but yeah ll like when i saw that i was just i just it was just, just absorbed like that's all i could get out of it was like great it's like look at this no one's never done anything like this you know what i mean in my eyes so that that's when it captured me and that yeah i can't even tell you the year bro but i was i was a young young kid you know what i mean so it's wow. embedded in me man yeah it's embedded wow. in me bro. that's 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 dope man <laughs> wow. like because yeah. like most people's first introduction to ll for was I need to beat, of course, and then of course Crush Groove. You know he had he had that that the, the famous scene in Crush Groove where he, where he did uh where he did a verse. You know like he was auditioning, and so yeah. like one of those two spots is probably where most people you know. Yep. And then of course Rock the Bells and everything that came after that. Yeah, but yeah, that I know that had to be incredible. So and, so and you, incredible. So that so that so that gets you in. When when do you? start to be like yo i now i want to do this like i'm gonna when did you start writing rhymes had your first rap name all of that oh yeah well i, I have a first rap name probably even before i saw ll uh get busy uh my sister named me of course she named me baby d i don't know why but <laughs> she named me baby d i was uh the youngest mc ever the youngest rapper ever <laughs> <I don't, laughs> um <laughs> And as far as doing it professionally, um, it was all, I was already into it professionally, but I just didn't know it because I was so embedded in the street when I fell into music. Um, I never thought, so it, it was just different, right? It's like the, the artists and like the athletes and everything, this is why I tell kids now, y'all got it so good. Y'all got it so good because you know the person that's winning is exactly like you. When we were kids, we didn't know that. You know what I mean? Because the artist literally, like LL literally lived, I, I could walk from where I was living to where he was living, right? I'm from Brooklyn, but my family's, I'm, I'm from Brooklyn, Queens, so I'm Bob Burrow, right? Gotcha. Um, gotcha. But when I was a kid growing up in Brooklyn, like I didn't realize 
um, Big Daddy Kane lived right across town, bro. Like, I didn't realize that, right? As a kid, we think that these people are so far away that there's no way you can do anything that they're doing. Like, in sports, like the Dr. J's, the Magic Johnson's, the ba 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 boom Like, it's like, there's no way that they're real people like us and they went through the struggle like we did. Not until Allen Iverson invites me to his party in D.C. one time and I get to sit next to him and, you know, he blinged out. But he's a basketball player. He's a star. Not until that moment did I realize, like, everybody's the same. Like, they're just like us. So to, to do it professionally was something that I never even thought about because I'm like, there's no way I can do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not them. There's no way I can do it. So um, just to see that that um, these people are, are were, were actually real people. And I had to make that switch later on after I had, like, one of the biggest records in the, in the country. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, it sank in after, you know, I had put, like, two So it, it, so it really that. wasn't until, like, any up? That's, like, when you really... Nah, nah, maybe, maybe uh, I would say before any up, maybe after Firing Squad. Because I'm, I'm going to tell, tell you a true story, right? Like, how I got my deal. And you said I could say whatever I want to say, right? Oh, yeah, how yeah, I got yeah, yeah. my deal. I was literally pulling a caper, right? We hungry out here, bro. We got to eat. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's the it's the Brooklyn way. That's how we did things. That 87 stick-up kid thing is, is, is absolutely real, 100% real. So I followed the oil truck from uh, East New York all the way through East New York, through Brownsville, Brownsville uh, to the top of the hill where we're from. And <clears throat> back then... You know, everybody didn't have credit cards and bank accounts, so it was always COD. He had to have a ridiculous amount of money, bro. Right? So I was like, oh, we're going to eat good. I'm by myself. I'm 100, 155, 160 pounds, right? Tall, lanky dude. And I got, you know, I got this shiny object with me. And I'm standing on the corner, and I'm like, soon as he get to this last house, I'm going to go ahead and borrow everything I need to borrow from him. Dip through the lot, get back to the crib, we good, right? Because yeah. that's how we were. Like, we got to take care of each other. So I'm like, with all that money, we good. We're going to shop and we're going to eat at least for a month. We good, right? Fame yeah. <laughs> walks up on me and go, yo, um, yo, you still going to do that song with me? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do it. Just let me know when. He like, now. I said, now? He said, now. He don't see the thing in my hand, though, right? Now, at that moment... I got the option to either go over there and get all this money from this oil truck dude or go with fame. And I got to look back and forth at the oil truck man and fame and make this decision that's going to change my life one way or the other. Because I could have went and robbed that man, ended up in the slammer for years or had to had to pop him and never MOP. The music side of MOP would never have ever happened. You know what I mean? So... I turned and I decided to make the, uh, you know, put the thing away and go with fame. And that was the very first time I've been in the studio in my life and we created a song called How About Some Hardcore. Um, <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, what was crazy though, here's the other side of that. Like I said, I had out of raw that man, we probably would have never made How About Some Hardcore. How About Some Hardcore I didn't even finish the song. I had never rapped that hard in my life, right? I got through the first verse, half of the second verse. I was like, I can't do this shit no more. Went home, listened to it a thousand times. 
by the end of the week, here come Lays. He got paperwork and he said they got a check for us. So there's the record deal right there, right? They got $125,000 the very next week. Now, I could have robbed this man, ended up in jail forever, <laughs> right? Ended up in jail forever and never, and you, and, and if MOP is the reason why you guys met and connected, yeah. you guys would never meet and connect. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, yo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, man. True story, though, bro. True story. That's the story. Crazy. So there's there's a lot to unpack with that. So just the first record you actually recorded is how about some hardcore? The first time I ever been in a studio. First That's record I ever recorded, ever been in the studio. Yo. Ever been in front <laughs> of a microphone like that, ever been in the booth, headphones like that, everything. The first time ever. And this song wasn't even done. And we got a deal with a uh, half done record. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was a blessing, bro. It was a blessing, man. So I had no no intentions on becoming a rapper, even though I, I did it. I you know, I had wrote raps for, for a few years before that and in uh junior high school and all that stuff. But like I said, back to how the artists and the and the and the athletes felt like they was way up there somewhere and there was no way we could do it so there was nothing in my mind that would tell me that i could do something like this so that wasn't even in my plans my plans like i'm gonna rob this one until i can you know until i, <laughs> until I spend that money and then i'm gonna go rob that one until i spend that money you know what i'm saying so so yeah it was a blessing man i thank fame a lot for that um because it was something in his eyes that was going Yo, come on now, man. Like he like, yo, come on, man. They in the studio now. Yo, come on. But in his eyes, it was even a deeper conversation than that. I mean, we were going through a lot in the street. Like we had lost family members. We were out there on our own. We were kids. Um, all we had was each other, a couple, you know, a couple firearms and shit to get us to the next day. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, let's try something new. And that's that was him guiding, guiding my family into um getting away from what we were what we were used to which was you know a, a bad situation you know what i mean like now yeah. that bond you talking about that like it 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 makes us think about like when you say things like um like you felt like you had traces of, of danzini like you right. know yeah. yeah yeah like you know like that 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 always came across in the records where it was like if if nothing else you know friends business partners if nothing else we know that you guys are solid we never had to worry yeah. about that as fans. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's because we're not a rap group. Right. Right? Like, me and Fame, like, if you ask Fame, how did we meet? Where did we meet? He don't know. I don't know. Like, I can't say, yo, we met at the corner store that day, or we met at the park, or we met at school. So that's how long we've been tied together. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's been times where I would literally come home tired as shit. Like, I'm ready to lay down and go to sleep. And I would sleep. My mother had the most comfortable couch on the planet, bro. And I would want to go <laughs> sleep there. And Fame would be sleep there. And she wouldn't let me wake him up. She would go, man, just take your ass in there somewhere. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, family, family for real, bro. We've been through um, almost, you know, all the stages in, in our lives together. So, and that's why we could 
I mean, we come across on records from from other people's. You know what what I hear other people saying. Like we come across on records different from other groups, and that's really because we're not a group. Like we're really welded together. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, like we we we've been fond of saying for years. Like when we did our blog during pod, this this is going to be episode what two hundred and seventy nine of this podcast. When it when okay. it comes out, two hundred sixty nine uh, of this podcast. But we've said when y'all say shit, like uh, we we listen to we listen to thousands of rap songs, you know, hundreds of thousands of rappers. When y'all say right. shit, it comes across so authentic. We believe it. you could tell me the sky is you know orange. <laughs> Billy and Fame said it's orange, then it's <laughs> fucking orange. You know I mean? orange so, bro. <laughs> like that's that's the authenticity and like it's it's believable because it's real. Like like I get got family that 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 lived that lived in Brooklyn. Like a majority of my family's from Philly, but we I would come up there and like like and this is the you know the Brooklyn you grew up in, you know, you're talking about late 80s, early 90s, you know. Right. So you, you know this is Mike Tyson's Brooklyn, you know, yeah, the MOB's yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah, that's right. That's you know, right. so it it was like the music looked like Brownsville. It sounded like what Brownsville looked like. Was yeah. that intentional oh. or was it just you didn't know no better? Oh, we had what else can we do? Like <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't tell you anything else because we didn't know anything else. You know, that that's a, a that's sort of a gift gift and a curse for us. Because you know, in, in in our urban communities, like the only time we actually leave town is when we're on the run from the police, right? There's no real family vacations or nothing like that. So I, I we couldn't see anything outside of uh, Brownsville. So we just basically um, gave you a blueprint of Brownsville, or gave you some Brownsville education, so you don't have to actually come to Brownsville to see what it's like. You know what I mean? It's not a safe place. I didn't realize it until after. You know, I got a certain age, and I'm like, damn, this, <laughs> this shit kind of, this shit kind of, <laughs> like, Yo. like a slow down this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So, um, <clears throat> so that I mean, we gave you what, what we had. And this is what we knew. So, you know, we will mention some of the some of the older cats that influenced us uh, on the records. Um, you know, some of the names that we kind of kicked around or whatever. Like those dudes were our superheroes, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? We didn't we didn't have nobody else to look up to. We didn't like we couldn't really see past a dime bag of weed and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it was just what was in our community. So we gave them we, you know, we gave people that Brownsville education. You didn't have to come to Brownsville. It's a great place, but you don't really want to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, like 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 I said, I've been there and like I'm I'm from North Philly and I was right. like, yo, this same is same deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's I was like it's it's but but it's it's like Brownsville like because it's like it's like it's like down the hill up the hill. it's like it, it's it's just one of the realest places I ever been to it was like okay like but and then like when I heard the music later on I was like yo if if anybody that has never been there like you said you can you can visualize it if you have any type of you know Imagine you, you y'all lay it out to the point where it's like okay, right. you know, like you know the you know the streets, you know, you know the difference, you know, you know yeah. who's who and what's what. And y'all right. always did an excellent <laughs> job of that. Thank so, you, so it's it's ninety three. Your first record, 
that is amazing, you know, is is how about some hardcore? So tell us about making to the death. Uh to the death was like <clears throat> it was that like I said, that that turning point without realizing it was a turning point, it was something new that we was doing. We really had nothing else to do anyway, but what we're doing, you know what I'm saying? So um to create the record, like we felt like this is something that we're doing for our family, meaning, you know what I mean? Uh, our, our family, the MOP family. And we were doing something that was, that gave us a, a, a better opportunity, a safer opportunity <clears throat> um, than what we were doing. And to try whatever we could to pull our people out of the, the, the bag of shit that we were in. You know what I mean? <clears throat> um, so even though it, it was really about the music creating it it was really about the music but <clears throat> it was more about let me tell you what we're going to do let me show you how how someone from where we're from you know what we're dealing with you know what i mean and it, it was important it was called to the death because it was like this is our turn to do something different and just like before this we vow to hold each other down to the death. So as we move forward, it's still gonna be the same thing and nothing changed. You know what I mean? So yeah. So we did it, we did that for for our family. You yeah, know what man. I mean? Um yeah. shout out to DR period. He he yes, produced a joint for y'all. Yep. Um great project. Um what what was it? What was like like so you so you were like a, a, a novice to recording and everything. So what was it like? Like, did you know how to count bars? Did you no. did you know? <laughs> of course not. Of course I didn't. That's why the first verse of uh uh How About Some Hardcore is like 24, 26 bars. Like I like went on forever. I didn't know because I literally wrote it in the cell. You know what I'm saying? So oh, we, we don't have to count bars when you when you in one cell and, and through low and shit. You know what I'm saying? So I wrote it there um just because I I I, I wrote raps and that's what I did. Uh, not with no intention on putting on a record or not. You know what I mean? So no, I didn't I didn't know how to count bars. Uh, and it's look come on, it's four verses on the song and my first verse, you got the hook, which is eight bars, then you got another twenty-four bars for me, then another twenty bars from fame, then another twenty bars for me, then another you know what I'm saying? Like it's like, you know, what the fuck is this? Love is the message. This shit is like fifteen minutes long. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> But we had we had fun doing it outside of uh, like I said um, it was my first time ever rapping that hard and ever being in the studio um, outside of me getting a crazy sore throat from yelling so 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 loud for projecting so loud um, it was fun man it was great it was a great experience and shout out like you said shout out to Dr Period Dr's a cat which is you know he grew up right around the corner from us. And as we walked past his house every day for years, we would hear music blare, blaring from his, either his basement or wherever he was playing it from. We didn't know he was doing all of this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when we when we got down there in, that, in, uh, in the studio with him, he had so many amazing beats, bro. It was ridiculous, man. He he actually uh, produced the entire um, To the Death, except for one song, which uh, Guns N' Roses, which uh, Silver D did, who's the cat that actually helped us get the deal at Select. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, man. I, I, just, I just remember like here, like just loving that joint. And I remember like I had the cassette, and I remember playing it. Me and my cousin, we were like, "Yo, 
this this is the hardest shit I ever heard. Cause you know this <laughs> this, this 93, um we we coming off of you know a lot of a lot of the G funk shit. And you know, West Coast, they were they was running shit, gangster shit was was yeah. heavy, but just yeah. the you know y'all ushered in everything like with J Rule, with with and then and then Big would come in, the Woo would come in. I heard how about some hardcore like Kobe Cole played it maybe on Radioactive, and I was like, "Yo, this, this is this is that shit." And then I saw the video, and I was right. like, "I was well, like, yo, is that I, true that that was Hype Williams?" Yeah, yeah, that was Hype. We kind of gave him gave him his, his his opening run. I think he did a, a. I don't know if he did anything. I don't think he really did anything before that. Yeah, that was that was his opening run. Yeah. Um, Good, good brother. Um, <clears throat> we did what we could do with the video. It was uh, good, good edits, good shots, and it, I mean, his whole him and his whole team that was out there, it, it was cool. Yeah, you know, you know, we had I we just, had fun. We enjoyed it. I just remember my uncle walking past, like, "What is you looking at?" He's like, "Them niggas is brandishing pistols." We <laughs> 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 had all kinds no. of shit in that video. Was, he, he was like, he was like, "That's not a, that's not a, uh, that's not a prop. That's a real." That's a real pistol. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. he's like these young jokers, man. And he kept going, he kept going, and yeah. you know, I was like, you better, you better stop following me now. <laughs> no, man, I, 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 I knew what my lane was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew what my lane was, but no, I was like, but it, it, it just lends itself to the, to the authenticity of who y'all were. Like, right. if anybody else that shot that video. You, I don't know if it, I can't remember if it was you or Fame. I think it was Fame had had a had a tech like and that joint was was huge. Like yeah, it, it, it right. like it was like it was like super extendo. Like right, right. But that you know what that that's that was standard for the neighborhood at the time. Uh, that that was standard for the neighborhood at the time. We used to have this dude. <clears throat> well, I ain't gonna say his name, but he was um he used to come to your neck of the woods. And, and and bring back loads and loads of ammo shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this guy had, had, was available. Like, <laughs> had to be like six dollars a box, and he'll come and sell them to everybody in the neighborhood for seventy five dollars a box. And we had to buy them because we needed them. You know what I mean? So we go, so we load up the tech. Yeah, but the tech, the Mac, the tech, the Mac, and the llama is standard. Is is, is sort of the um, outfit in Brownsville at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So horrible, but it, it, it you know it was it, what it, it was. It, it, it was what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, like like that's that's true firing squad. Like literally, what yeah. he said. Like that's like yeah. definition of firing. Sure. Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we I mean we had to have them. I, when I when I think back though, bro, I, I'd be like, damn man. I, I mean, I wouldn't trade it in. You know what I mean? The life that I live, but I'm like, damn man. I mean. It really didn't have to. Well, that's it had to be that hard because that's where that's where we were. But kids ain't supposed to live like that, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As when you when you grow up and you realize you like you know that that shit is that that shit ain't supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? It's not supposed to be, bro. It's like everything that's going on in Philly that's been going on in Philly, Brownsville, Newark, uh, fucking Chicago. You know, out in LA and all that shit. Like this shit is not supposed to be like kids are not supposed to <clears throat> it's not supposed to be normal to for for shootings. 
Like we get normalized to this shit. That's the craziest shit in the world when you yeah, think man, about that, it. Yeah. Yeah. As a kid, you we're, we're, in it, so it's like yeah. it's normal. It's hard. It's hard to see it when you're in it, especially when you're young and you're in it. And I mean, yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. But it, it, I mean, it, it just, it just shapes you, and you just have to grow from it. Like you're, you're a person that, that, that was in it and, and grew from it. So that, that's always the, 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 the part. So you can kind of impart wisdom to, to young boys. Be like, yo, this me, you know, right. that I, I know everything that you about to do. You know, and 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 they either gonna listen to you or they not. But no, they, they're not. They're not. They like fuck you. <laughs> they like fuck you, nigga. We out here, we about to get shaking with these niggas right across the street. You're like, nigga, you realize you're going to have to go to that corner store at some point? And I think, you know what the real, the real sad thing? And when I say it was, it felt like it was normal, so it's really bad. But I noticed personally that you are so blind by what's going on or so used to what's going on that you don't really understand the value of life. Like, Actually pulling the trigger, shooting somebody, and see what a bullet this small does to a body. Like how could you, how could it move somebody? And that it's like you move, like hitting somebody. They move. They by the way their body move is like this shit will spook you. You don't understand that until later on. Like you like holy shit, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. Yeah. So you know, <clears throat> it, it, it's it's a sad situation. I wish we could. I wish we we could do better. I think like everything else fizzles out. This is the only thing that doesn't fizzle out in the in the in the hood. The violence. The beefing with each other for 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 mediocre shit. That's the only thing that don't fizzle out. Yeah, that's that's something that I always wish would go away. You know, and it ebbs and it ebbs and flows, like it'll die down, but then it, it's something that'll make it pop back up and yeah. you know. But man. It, it it like I said it, it it shapes us and but we also we gotta grow from it you know yeah, and that's yeah. that's the thing and you you can tell in, in your mute I mean like like you 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 still get it shaking if necessary but like like even even like like for example and we and, and you can touch on this but I always when I when I heard like any up like most people hear that and hear like a Robin song I right. hear that like Yo, this is this is for rap niggas. Like, I like we should have we was we them dudes, right? We them dudes, right. and right. yo, and any up that spot, that number one spot was, that you. Exactly. That's how I heard it. Props. It was about the props, bro. Yeah, it, like any up the yeah. Robin was the metaphor because right. it, it worked with who 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 MOP is, but you know your 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 rap group also. So, right. Yeah, it was it was definitely about the props, bro, because we had already did a lot of work and some of these cats' favorite artists like bust their ass or you know, on their own records, uh on shows, records period, like destroyed them. Oh, oh we gonna talk about we're gonna talk about the show. We're gonna talk about the show. We still wasn't getting the props that we deserved. So yeah, Andy Up was it was like sort of a double thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want to skip it. We're going to come back to Annie up, but I got to say, MOP, Billy Dance, y'all have rocked with everybody. you talking about rock with yeah. Big, rock with Jay-Z, rock with, you know, the Woo, you know, any anybody that mobbed deep, anybody that you could think of that was gangstar, that was important 
to the growth of hip hop in the nineties, two thousand fifty cent. Um, MOP has 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 rocked with them. Have, have had classic records with them. Some of some of the best some of the best records that I personally think that y'all have done. A lot of people have never heard. Like y'all y'all had the joint with the Frankie Cutlass joint. Um, uh, with Mr. Cheeks. Yeah, focus that that joint where y'all that got to get you home joint was slowed down. Yeah, crazy yeah, record. Yeah, yeah. Um, like is the uh the Red Hot Lover Tone joint with with Big and yeah, yeah. um and uh Organized Confusion. Yeah, uh, for my niggas. Yeah, that's like, right. These these are songs y'all got busy on, and and I want to the reason I bring those up the chemistry. Like we talk, they talk. We talk about Ray and Ghost all the time with the back and forth. We talk about Styles and Kiss, you know, two thirds of a break and all that. The the Billy and Fame chemistry, you know, finishing finishing each other's sentences, the ad libs, you know, that's something that, like, that's something that doesn't just happen. You know, y'all y'all met one day and that just happened. That's being around each other twenty four seven. Exactly. All day, every day. Like, yeah. speak on that a little, because I, I like like keeping it gangster is like probably the best one of the best examples. The keeping it gangster remix where y'all where y'all get busy on there. Um, yeah. But and remember, Phil, we heard him. We heard you say that before. You're like, what's gangster about singing? Uh, keeping it gangster. Right. <laughs> right. That was one right, of the classic right, lines right. that came out about that. I was like, yeah, Billy's right. But I mean, it you know, it was it was yeah. for the radio, for the streets in that sense. But when you think yeah. about it, like, yeah, what is gangster about singing, keeping it gangster? But yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, I mean, at, at this point in my life, I just look at everything as, as just entertaining. Right. Um, and as far as um, those records that we, we featured on, um, Really, bro, like we just always go in just to make a good song or to do our best. Uh, however, it turns out is how it turns out, in regards to what another artist uh, does or don't do. We just want to make the, the best record because we understand that we're fighting an uphill battle, right? Every radio station didn't want to play it. Uh, um, before we even got a deal, the bigger dudes in the business didn't, you know, literally told us it's not going to work. And then turn around and sound and sound and sign somebody who has sort of an MOP feel, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, doing features for me was like, it was it was fun because it was outside of what we did. Because if you you pay attention to anything MOP, you notice we didn't have a lot of features, yeah. and not that you know we didn't deal with we didn't rock with artists like that. It's just that like we don't. We don't reach out like that to people because we like, you know, we we fighting this uphill battle. We got to fight it on our own. If you guys want to come and get down, cool. You know what I'm saying? And then there's that other side that, you know, we don't really, we don't really do records with people we don't know um, or we don't like in that way. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. people, oh, you know, everybody do whatever they do. But if we don't, if I can't fuck with you, then I don't really want to do the record. You know what I'm saying? I, I really don't want to do it, and and that could be an amazing record, but I just really don't want to do it because I, I don't I don't like you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> and it, and it has nothing to do with how dope you are or how many records you sold. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like you're not the kind of person. If I wouldn't hang out with you, bro, I don't want to do no song with you. Fuck it. Like I'm good at saying fuck you. I'm good at that. So <laughs> I, I might be one of the best ever. Fuck. <laughs> 
gentlemen, we are rocking with the one and only Billy Dan's of the legendary MOP. Yeah. This is Tissue and the Tape. I'm Phil Matic 365 with my brother Davis backwards. Uh, we we just having a good time talking to the talking to the big homie, man. Vibe. Oh no, you good, man. You good, man. Vibe. The the first song. What's up about some hardcore vibe? Yeah, that's insane. Yo. Yeah. So there there were there were no features on to the death, but when you get the fire on squad though, let's talk let's talk about fire on squad. That's nine. That's ninety six. Yep. Second album. Coogee rap. I met him at the elevator, bro. I was so happy when the bell rang. Big Chuck was with him. Chuck said, "Yo, yours, Chuck." Like, ah, he, he got he went to rap. Now I'm so excited right now, dude. I literally ran to the elevator and waited for the elevator to come upstairs, so I could so I can open the door and just see him right there. It's Coogee rap, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey man, you you ain't gotta like, tell us. Yo, dude, I'm like, holy fuck, G Rad, he's really here. Then he came in and just spanked the verse like it's nothing. I was like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised, but I was just like, man, fuck, no smartphones at the time, yeah, no cameras or nothing. So I mean, there was minimum pictures taken at the time or whatever. But damn, bro, it's like to have somebody that you look up to so much come in and and, and give you his blessings. And then I've heard him say, uh, like he he should in his head he should be a member of the MOP. Like later on down the line, I'm like fuck. Also heard like Rakim say like like I'm his alter ego and shit. I'm like holy fuck. Like yeah, <laughs> nigga, look, nigga, I'm the greatest. I don't give a fuck what a record sales say or anybody. I'm the greatest. G Rap said that. Rakim said that. I'm dropping the mic. I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's over. <Yeah. laughs> it's yeah. over, bro. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Phil. Like so. A lot of people's introduction, just as we're going down the line, but a lot of people's introduction was First Family for Life because of um, obviously some of the, the features that were on there too. Like that, that really, we saw the, the popularity really rise. I think like the MOP name was there. People understood what, what you guys were about, but right. like First Family for Life was, was what really kind of mm. like put people like, oh, okay, oh, they rocking with, with this? Like, oh, okay, like, all right, now. So, like, I had a lot of people, like, come to me to, like, to get more familiar with, you know, with what you guys had done previous to that. Um, Rocket, Rocket, Yeah, Yeah, so so we, we actually had Ski on the show. We talked to him about that, and he said that, that, was, that was one of his favorite joints because yeah. he, he had been wanting to do a song with y'all. Right. And right. so just the, and then they had Jay on there and y'all like so so let, let's let's talk about that a little bit uh like what was what did y'all do that session together was that like a, a, a in studio session or was it one of the male joints no it was in, so here's what people don't know right so when when the rock was a pebble <laughs> when we were doing when we were doing firing squad mm-hmm. Jay and Dan would come to the studio every day. And try to almost it seemed like every day. Maybe I was that drunk, it just seemed like they was there every day. But they were they were there a lot. And they would try, they was trying to get MOP to come be on the on Rockefeller. Then it's when Rockefeller just started. They had a oh, that would be. 
I'm in, I'm so in the hotel great. room right now. Uh, so the office might have been the size of my hotel room. They had one <laughs> young lady working at the front, front desk. They had one desk in the back room, and Jay and Dame used to hang out back there. They were in the same building as Relativity. <clears throat> um, and so by the fast forward, by the time we getting into doing the record together, um, Jay was still just coming. He would pop up at DMD. Yo, 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 yo. I, yo, can I get, I want to get on that record. I want to get on that record. The record was already out. The record was already out being played on radio. On mixtapes and everything, yeah. Yeah, everything. So he's like, yo, yo, can you, come on, man, open the record up for me. Let me get on the record. Let me get uh, So we decided to let him get on the record. Yeah. There was nothing planned. Again, like I said, like we never go and reach for no, no feature for anything. So it was nothing planned. He got on the record, killed it. Um, uh, video was nuts. You know what I mean? Uh, and he gave me the energy that I, I expect from him on that record. There is some other records that we did together that I actually had to call him on. Like, dude, what, what, you know, I felt like you cheated me. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't do that thing you did. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> and he like, um, one time I spoke to him about a record. I think it was, was it Put It In The Air? It was one record we did, one record we did together. And I wasn't so, I mean, lyrically was nuts. Like, he, he, we can't even take that from him. He, he, he can rap. Nick can rap. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I felt like it wasn't all the way there. Um, and he offered me not an excuse like that, but he, he offered me an excuse. He said, yo, I, I, could, I, could, I can't match your energy. So I said, oh, fuck. And then from there, I realized how much more dope the verse was than I thought. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because he gave me an, an honest excuse. I was like, uh, not a, like I said, not a real excuse, but he just offered that. That you know, he offered me that. It was, like, it was strategic more than just like mailing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. he had, you know what? I think what got me stuck on it, what made me, and I, I'm not saying I didn't like the verse, but I just something the energy wasn't right. Uh, because maybe two weeks before that, I'd seen him do a, um, a performance somewhere. And that's when he did this two and two and two and two shit, right? right the, the 22 twos. Yeah, I had never seen it or heard it before. He did it live. I got out of my seat, went all the way to the fucking front and was like, yo, make it. <laughs> I was like, yo, yo, make it. <laughs> Then I made him take a drink with me and shit before he left. That shit was so fucking amazing to me. And then when we did this particular song, I felt like I didn't get that energy, so I had to call him. Like, yo, bro, what's that? <laughs> like, you can't cheat. Don't cheat me, nigga. You know what I mean? But good dude. Um, great, great artist. And, you know, like a lot of the artists I worked with that um, turn out to be, like, these huge superstars and shit. Like, with me, they don't, you know, they're still the same to me. Yeah. And yeah, when yeah. I see them, but um, I'm happy for all of these cats, man. But we we had some rough times. Now the eras of music, how only in rap music, of course, right? Hip hop, right? How they go? Okay, here's the old heads and here's the new heads, right? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so the same shit that you see going on now with the older guys going, y'all don't hear bullshit, I don't hear them kids shit. <laughs> That's just sound like mumble rap with a boom. The older guys, if somebody brought this to my attention, the older guys, when we first came in, were absolutely the same way. Wow. They just weren't, they, but they didn't, they wasn't so vocal about it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, 
I, I can't say who, who brought it to my attention because I don't want to have nobody jumping under the shit. But um, yeah, they were. They was. It was the same shit, man. Mm-hmm. And then my brother, who actually uh, gave me, helped me see something. This was a couple of months ago. Um, the reason why the cats before us kind of fizzled out is because they didn't keep going. Yeah. I never looked at it like that. You know what I'm saying? Because now, like, come on, you got you got the locks 20 years in, you got MOP 20 plus years in, you got Wu-Tang 20 plus years in, Havoc is still moving. Um, everybody from the 90s mm-hmm. that actually put a stamp in hip hop is literally still moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Pharaoh, Pharaoh, OC. Yeah, Pharaoh, OC. OC is the only person that we ever asked to get on an MOP record. Now for whatever. Yeah. That was the only person we ever asked. I mean, outside of G-Rap. But yeah. OC. OC really, really. Now for uh, whatever. That's my that's my yeah. joint, Phil. Hey, man. O, 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 O's been on the show with us, man. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a great dude. Like, um, He got a record with some, with some young kid he just put out. Where they just put out. I'm listening to his flaw. I'm like, bro, sharp. Like, yo, like, still. like he always been like sharp. I'm like, whoop. Yeah. I might call and see if I can get him on the joint for the for the next project. Ooh. Oh, 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 yeah. Please do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let, let's have that. That's so, my guy. So, so speaking of like, like, just like people that you work with, you know, of, of course, uh, you 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 did, um, you know, the you don't know remix, which was just. <laughs> Yo, like the the original version is a great song. It's an all time great song. Like every time Jay perform it, it 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 kills. Those few times when y'all were with him, and I I got to see y'all perform that shit. It's yeah. different. It's a different because like like le- like when he was like just let the beat breathe and he just he just you know that that shit, how that shit come in like and then y'all y'all do what y'all do. That shit is insane, yo. Like, like, and I get what he says when he says he can't match the energy. That's some, that's some pretty difficult shit. Like, y'all raised the bar, like, with that. Right, like, right, you right. almost got to do it like nice and smooth. Like, like, smooth B can never do with 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 great with great. Right, 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 right. So he, right, he has right, to go right. a whole different way, you know. But and it just yeah. works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, that, like, that record, we could, we could. The energy alone from that record, like MOP brought what. MOP was gonna bring anyway, but that goddamn Jess Blaze, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, bro, the beat. See, I'm a I'm a horn fanatic, so if I hear horns in the beat and they played right and they funky and they just hit you, whew, that was that was a no brainer right there. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest, I don't even think I remember the original song. Like, I don't know the original song. I don't think I heard it. Um, even before we did the, the remix. Yeah. So, I mean, so it's, it's real, on the blueprint. No, I'm, I didn't I'm, know the remix was, realistically, I didn't know the remix was remix. That's rare, too, because when you think about it, like, there was about a 14-month span in between the original and the actual yeah. Uh, release. Of, yeah, because uh, the original comes out, what, 2001, yeah. Blueprint 2 doesn't well, come it came out. out it came out the following year, but 
Yeah, um, but it was but it was like late in the year. So yeah, it was like, and you don't know it was like that was that summer. Like that's one of the, the early earlier records that we heard from. Luke. Yeah, that, that that's one of the leap records. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I had but, no yeah, no, like like what I tell you, like the the energy that y'all bring to that to that song is just is just different though. And right. one of one of my other favorite collabs that y'all do, well, all of them. Anytime y'all get with with DJ Premier, any oh, yeah. anytime. Like I, I feel like DJ Premier is almost a part of MOP, like in a, in a way, yeah, like, true. like every, everything that y'all do together, like like Brownsville, like I was just I was just watching the joint that he does <coughs> on YouTube where he be he be doing the um the breakdown of the different uh beats that he did uh-huh. and he had Brownsville yeah. on there and and he was just saying like how how he um how he came to D and D to make it and everything and, mm-hmm. and Lay's got the wrong uh NPC. He got the wrong with Kai from the one that he was using, but he just made it work. And then, of course, like everything he did on Warriors, like, Mm -hmm. man, Warriors. So what I always say about that, I always wish that was the album that was on Rockefeller. I I believe this to this day. Nobody can convince me different. If Warriors is on Rockefeller, y'all are out of here. Like in a different, like as big as Annie Up was, I think I think they that shit is like, you know, like how they be on like jock jams and all that shit. Like they, I right, 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 right. Like they right, had right. you no know, any up would have been on kids box. Yeah, nominated. Kids Yeah, yeah. Yo, I'm telling you, they put lollipop on kids box. If any up would have been on kids box, had that joint because because at that point that's after hard knock life. You know yeah. they. Rockefeller's established label. They 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 got Beans yeah. out there. Beans was 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 very similar as far as like the street shit that y'all was on, but they just had the push. And they and like with it, they they had that 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 situation where like basically whatever they was putting out, it was gonna get a chance. Yeah, so right. had Warriors been the Rockefeller debut, right? I I think it, it puts y'all in a whole different uh atmosphere and then it would have allowed y'all to do all the other shit that in my mind that i think y'all would have been amazing at like like i know y'all did like some rock versions of some of the songs like mm-hmm. mop like with like fucking lip biscuit or whoever whoever yeah. would have been like <laughs> it would have it been crazy because like all y'all songs could be rock and roll anthems like the way like right. they stadium songs right right like right. like cold as ice you play that shit in the stadium. You in like Ireland somewhere with a hundred thousand white people waving flags and shit. That you has been cold done, as ice. Bro. That has been done. Cold yeah. as ice was actually number one for like six months straight, and uh, in, in the European market, yeah. um, produced by Fame as well. Yeah. Uh, cool. So that and, and and I think you're right about uh, the release of Warriors if it was on Rockefeller, it, it might have been a bigger record. But let me not um drop my head because the success from those from that from that album has been has been really good to me, man. I managed to uh put the kids through college and take care of the family. Um so I, I'm I'm real grateful for that. Uh, and I think with Rockefeller at that time, like they did have the hot hand. They did. They definitely had the hot hand, and, and that's the thing with when you do business. Again, there's two sides to it, right? When you do business with people that understand you, uh, more likely those those people are from the same world that you're from. 
So sometimes a business conversation is a little hard to have. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. But that's the what you have to deal with on that side when you're dealing with a major indie. Um, <clears throat> and then there's the majors that you are basically just a number. Um, and if you don't get your record to them in time, if you don't get it out in time, if you have some kind of hassle with the dude in, in marketing, he's not pushing your shit properly and all of that. So it's like, you know, I think we did the right thing once we realized we just had to build our own core fan base. So we toured for 20 plus years. Um, I've been around the world five times coming from Brownsville, Brooklyn. So um, uh, all of what we've done, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's how that's how we were able to, to, to keep the ball rolling and still uh, keep the ball rolling. Yeah, I talked to one of my homegirls in 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 London. There, there's a they MOP has a has a toothpaste commercial. Did you know that? You know they toothpaste. use they, they use toothpaste. I see toothpaste commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Toothpaste, Kentucky like, <laughs> Fried Chicken, all kinds of shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Billy, Billy, did you did you, <laughs> yeah. see, you see what the Sacramento Kings did? They got in trouble with the NBA. No. So uh, they played the Lakers. The Lakers beat them or whatever. And Lakers have beat them like 40 out of the last 50 times in Sacramento. Right. Anyway, uh, you know, this year they have Russell uh, Westbrook on the team. And he's not having yeah. such a great year. So right. at the end of the game, even though they lost, uh, they had the, uh, the Sacramento Kings present, you know, the, uh, the coldest performer of the night. And they played cold as ice in the arena. And they put... Uh, Russell Westbrook's uh, face and his stats because uh, he shot pretty bad from the field. Nothing for nothing. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, like seriously, like he had a horrible game from the field. He had a bunch of turnovers. And um, they played cold as ice. And um, he definitely took umbrage to it. Like in the press conference, he was like, well, I hope they did that for their franchise for the past 14 years or whatever it's been since they made the playoffs. But the NBA said, yo, y'all can't do that. Like, like I know y'all <laughs> yeah, but don't play MOPs cold as ice and don't have that promotion anymore because that's not what we're trying to promote for our players right. in the league. And they, right. yeah, they, they, they thank them for that. And I thought that was hilarious, man. I'm yeah, like, that, wow. that is funny. <laughs> uh, I mean, they should just go ahead and let them play it though. But yeah, that would be, <laughs> like, yo, that would be great. Like everybody that oh, has yeah. To, oh yeah, oh yeah, shoot better then. <laughs> oh yeah, it'll be awesome. Keep going. <laughs> Keep playing it, right? There you go. But no, yeah, I, I thought that was great. Yeah. <laughs> and like, no, that, that's what you were talking about, that. Like, like with John Cena and everything, like, like, like these songs, but those two in particular, but like, like that particular era of, of y'all's career, like that's, it just spanned just beyond like us fans and like how we were able to hold you guys true to us. We saw you and heard your, uh, you know, heard your your um, your anthems and heard your voice and saw your likeness and all these things and just in places that was like, yo, like just places we never would have thought. It's on right. a commercial now for uh, Amazon. Amazon, yeah. yes, yes. Man, like just just for like, how does that feel? Like just when you like you said, like you put the kids through college and like you still yeah. kind of reaping the benefits of that, but like that, like. You could be in a hotel room now and just like hear something like how like how what kind of feeling is that? I I think I'm a little well I'm, I'm more of a low key kind of dude. Yeah. So I, I I'm the kind of dude that hear somebody drive past playing the music and I kind of turn my head and shit. Yeah. 
Like I'm, I'm, I'm more used to it now. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> it's not. It's like when you first get in, in, into the business. Like your, your first thought is, man, I'm gonna be a star, right? I'm gonna be a star, and, and like I don't really care too much for that. Like it's cool. I watch uh, one of my homeless man walk around his backyard like moping, right? And I, I, I watched him for like a week. Like every other day, he'll come and just be in the backyard, just moping. And I went down and talked to him one day. I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, yo, man, I don't like this shit. I'm so a huge, huge megastar, right? He's like, yo, I can't go nowhere. Like, <laughs> I can't do anything. I'm uncomfortable with this shit. I'm like, well, bro, you know what I mean? That's kind of what you signed up for. Um, Myself, like, I always think stay grounded like it's, it's crazy i was going through the uh the uh what's that i think uh get the fuck out of here the record we did where i kind of talk about how i hop out at the corner store and buy a loose and shit with my slippers on kind of shit like <laughs> i like that kind of shit because that's what i would do well i'm in brownsville south Jamaica, queens up in the bronx anywhere i'm hopping out this big ass beamer or whatever i'm driving with slippers on just to go get a loosey because I, I i like feeling grounded like that you know what I'm saying? So I never, I never uh, disconnected from the hood just by, by being there and not, like I'm, I'm taking all the pictures, I'm actually conversating with people. I'm not like, nah, I can't sign no autograph. And really when motherfuckers ask me for autograph, depending on where I'm at, like I, I, I'll be honest with them. Like you don't really need an autograph, you got me. I just saw you two days ago at the store around the corner. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you got me. Like you don't really need no autograph, but right. I sign the shit anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? You you could always I'll be in the park or something, hanging out. Cause I, I'm the kind of dude like I, I drive around in the car in the summertime with a cooler in the trunk with meat in the fucking cooler, bear in the cooler and shit. And I'll just pop out anywhere and just throw the grill on the shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I had shit. a grill right there. <laughs> boom! Throw the grill on right there in the traffic jam on, on the Belt Parkway. Just pull up, boom! <laughs> just throw the grill on. Have a couple beers and shit. See what? <laughs> see? Just, just regular. You know what I'm saying? So, and people, people love that about us. Like, you know, fame. You'll see fame, like with his like, uh, like house clothes on, so to speak, with just the the sneakers with no, no fucking strings in them, just shorts and a t-shirt and shit, just kind of going through Flatbush to go pick something up. Just regular shit, and people. People love that about MOP, so so we always we always grind it. But some people, you know, they they can't. Uh, I, I'm gonna be honest. I, I just don't think they were never that grounded from the gate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They were never really that grounded from the gate. So people people uh, they feel a little uncomfortable when they in, in at home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you feel uncomfortable at home, you, you was never that grounded, bro. Well, yo, I, I I don't want to take up too much of your time, man. We appreciate this. You already did, nigga. We've been here two hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you out of here on this note. The new the new album, man. Uh, well, it, it's it's a it's a bit of a re-release. It's a uh, or would you call it a re-release or a remix album? Well, well, it was it, the first the first pro. It's not even an album. It's a project. These are my versions of singles, right? So gotcha. you had the, the six pack that was a single. Yes. The Baker's Dozen yep. was a, one single for me. That's my second single. So that was thirteen records plus six. So we had nineteen records. Then I put out the the listening session, mm -hmm. which was another twelve records. And now what I did was I re-released the listening session, but I call it the re-listening session. 
because it may be something you missed maybe because of the style of beat. So I called in, I pulled in a bunch of producers from, you know, all over the world. And I called them the construction team and they reconstructed this entire album. I didn't do not one vocal over and it feels like an entire new album. I added four new songs. Yeah, um, it, it, it does. I, and I was going to ask you if you re-recorded because nope. like, like I listened to both of them back to back today uh, and they do feel like brand new songs. Right. Yeah. Super right. dope. So no one, thank you, brother. And no one has never done this before. Like yeah. there's been attempts to to uh, recreate albums or remix albums, but it was never from the artist. It was always from the management. It was always from the team. It was from the, the label, but it was never from the artist. So I went in there and of course I had to go through 40 million beats <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like ridiculous producers to find that right combination of uh, 16 records to make it all make sense. Uh, and these guys did great. Uh, I mean, great. So yeah. um, that's a whole new team that I just formed. I call them the construction team and we're going to do a lot of more work together. Like mm -hmm. new MOP album? Well, I'm going to tell you like, and I don't mean this to you directly. But I mean this to everyone else who's paying attention right now. Yeah. I'm not giving the public an MOP album unless the public deserves one. At this point, I'm not feeling like the public deserves an MOP album because I, I I see the tweets, I see the texts, I see the the comments, I see all the posts. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when music drops, you guys don't actually support like you say you do. So I'm doing my part to to distribute the dope, right? You got to do your part. <laughs> you got to use it. You got to cop. You got to cop. Got to cop. Right. You got to cop. So if I'm not, if I'm not, if if the public doesn't deserve an MOP album, I don't feel like the public deserves an MOP album now. And, that, and I'm not talking about my direct. Well, I'm talking about anybody who ain't who ain't fucking a hundred with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Let me just be real. Like if you if you want if you want the album. And I talked to Fame about this two days ago too. So we got something. We got MOP records that we do. Fame, I just, I just left literally, bro. I just left the studio maybe a couple hours ago, um, doing two records, two MOP records. But I ain't giving them up. We ain't giving them up. Fuck them. We'll, we'll just, we'll get them done. <laughs> put them in the cut because I mean, dog, I've, I've been here a lot, a long time, really, really doing it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not halfway doing it. Like I'm, I, I'm, you know. I fucking came home like my daughter's a fucking grown woman. I'm out there the whole time while she, you know, while she's growing up. So I, there's a lot of things that I sacrificed and missed um, to provide this music. So you want me to provide more? What else you want me to miss that you ain't gonna fucking compensate me for? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. do your part. I'm the Y'all heard the man buy the fucking yeah. records when he when he <laughs> make them. Yeah. Fuck, fuck out of here with your with your comments and shit and your posts. Talking <laughs> <laughs> so about the goat. How many fucking goats can it be? I don't want. I don't want to hear that I'm the goat shit. Right. <laughs> you know, what put, put so, your money where your mouth is, right? Exactly, brother. That's all I'm saying. But we got it. We got it for him. Um, if, if the public um, not just demand it, but demand and deserve and be willing to do your part, then then we got it. Y'all can get it. No problems. One one last thing, Phil. You got to talk about that one fateful night in Norfolk, Virginia, at Picasso's, man. Yo, <laughs> Billy. Yep. 
Any up is the hottest record in the country at this time. Y'all, y'all come, y'all come to VA. We, we, we are senior, junior year. I don't know which year it was. Senior, senior probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, y'all come to this club here, Picasso. Okay. Do any up. You, <laughs> you, you, you're rapping. Everybody's rapping right along with y'all. You know, take rings off. Take things off. <laughs> Yo, you jump off the stage, put the mic right in front of this dude, white dude. Uh, and I'm like, oh man, please, please know the, please know the next line. Please know the next line. Because it, it looks like if he doesn't know this next line, it's going to be a bad day for him. It's going to get dark early if he doesn't know this next line. Holy shit. He put, you put the mic right in front of his face. Everything, it felt like everything stopped. Yeah. Like, you know how the shit be in the movies when it go in the slow mo and everything stopped and, and everybody's looking at me. <laughs> and then he was like, Eddie, thank you. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, and we went right was... back into it and it went right back to regular speed. And everybody was like, Yeah, you know, he, he, he might, I think I'm pretty sure he was the only white dude in there. I'm, shit, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was. It, but. I was just glad he knew the words because it, it, it. I swear, it looked like it was gonna be a bad day for him if he didn't. Oh, because yeah. <laughs> he, he would have ruined the whole vibe. Because like it, the uh, I don't know who was DJing for y'all at the time, but they dropped the music out, so he uh, had to know the line, or it would have just been dead. Yeah, that was great. Oh, it was it was so great though. And he, but he came through. He, he he knew the assignment as as as, as the kids said. <laughs> and, uh, he he he, uh, he made it happen, and the party kept going. But yo. Yo, for, for like, yo. for like, for like four seconds, I thought, I thought it was about to be, you know. He said it was all over. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought he was about to be, I thought it was about to be a skit on one of y'all records. So. <laughs> oh, shit, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was, that was over 20 years ago. And, um, man, that's still I'll never my forget favorite that. memory. I'll never man. forget that night. That was, that moment was classic. Yo, we, we still talk about that because yeah. it literally, like, I was like, if I ever write a movie. That scene, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out a way for that scene to be in there because, yeah. because it was it, it's so much described like like the environment at the time around right. that record. Like it right. was it was bananas. Like like I obviously y'all felt it because it, it, it changed everything for y'all. Right. Right. But like just as a fan, like you we saw people that like that would call y'all mock. Like, like we know people that would call you mop. That all of a sudden was like it was. It was crazy. Like, right? It's just amazing with like when a record catches like that. Like what it what it does, y'all. And, and the best part about it, y'all didn't have to change who y'all who MOP was for that record right. to pop. Y'all just right. y'all, people just had to listen harder. Right. And y'all y'all made any ups before. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. that specific song, but y'all made songs to that level that should have exactly. popped the way Andy Up did. It just, exactly. it, whatever reason, that one was the one. You know what? Whatever you do, bro, you got to commit, right? And everybody don't see or feel your passion or get the impact when you stop. But if you commit, you can't stop. Like, you got to keep going. Like, what else are we going to do? Where are we going back to? You know what I'm saying? So we keep going. You keep going until uh, you get what you deserve to get out of it. So, I'm, like I said, bro, I'm super appreciative, man, of uh, 
the 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 response and the and, and this this whole career, this whole ride up until this point been amazing, and it's still amazing. Like I'm I'm out here helping other kids now doing doing other shit, so forming little groups and little pockets, and I'm literally around the country doing what I'm doing now and and, and helping people get into position. So that's that's my new payout, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we we yeah. appreciate you, man, uh, so much, man. Um, so so we got we got this little thing we do. This is how we get everybody out of here. We do we do what's called uh tip for tat. But I we I, I want to do it a little different because normally we 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 say you, you either pick this or that. I'm I just want to I want to ask you a couple like key MOP things to see what your opinion is. So what's your what's your favorite what's Billy Dan's favorite MOP album? To the death. To the death. Cause it's the baby, it's the first one. Yep, it was that transition of um, being able to display our greatness and get us out of that that hellhole. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I love that one. And then come on, dude, it was the first time I ever been in the studio too with the first record. So you know, say like I love that album. I love that album. Most, and, and most, most most artists we talk to do say their their first album is the one. Yeah. All right. Which 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 Billy Dan's favorite verse? Like the verse was like, "Yo, I smoke this. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. This this is the one. Like, put this put this on my tombstone." Yeah, that's crazy, bro. <laughs> I go through that all all the time. Like, which verse do I like about it? But I liked <clears throat> a record we did called Muddy Waters mm. that was produced by uh, Tommy T. I kind of I was driving this hundred thousand dollar car before I got with Dash, but I won't lie and say this ain't about the cash. Cognac, six packs, some dough in the stash. Sit back and watch my children play in the grass, and hopefully through this writing, I'm enlightened in the hood. Seems so exciting, yeah, but it ain't all good because everybody did me wrong. No one nigga strong, and hopefully for you that animosity is gone. Like you know what I mean? Like that one really, that one really works for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. That will work for me. So muddy waters, yeah. One more, Phil. Today, right now, today. <laughs> it, might, it, it might it might be different tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> All right. And then favorite favorite guest guest verse. So like whether like any song, like whatever what's the your favorite song that, that MOP or Billy Dance jumped on that wasn't your own? That wasn't my own. <clears throat> hmm. I was just about to say it was an MOP record, but it was so, so late in the game. Um, uh, fuck, what's the record with Mob Deep? Ah. Oh, off of the, off of the, um, the, the, the uh, oh, shit, certified, street certified. Yeah, street certified. Street certified is the name of the record, too. Um, but that one, even though it's an MOP record, like, that's one of the most important records to me. What people don't know is Mob Deep was the first artist that we mingled with uh, when we were all kids, even before I had got on the record. Um, fame, fame was uh, on when the Hill as Real was. They were putting the Hill as Real together. I was away at the time, and when I came home, we I, I met Mob Deep. So all of those years, we had never did a record together. Yeah. So that record is really, really important to me, and, and my favorite. And, and it, it's got to be my record. favorite. But I can't fucking like this records with 
and I was thinking about Guru today, there's records with Guru that we got on Gangstar Records that was so mm -hmm. crazy. Records with Freddie Fox. Um, I love, oh man, that's- Yeah, that's, like it was, it was so, many, so many records, bro. So it's, it's a lot. I mean, yeah, I can Can't even go to- Business. You don't, know, you don't know Remix, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we just talked about that. But like yeah. handy, yeah. handy Your Business, oh yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, now y'all got y'all got joints. Yeah, no, we got, got we got a slew of joints, man. A slew of joints, and um, I can't wait for because I'm working on two projects now, plus the MOP album. Um, so we we just not gonna stop. I can't wait, and I like the 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 energy that's firing back up, and not just us as artists, but the the actual fans. And like fame is sounding so sharp. He sent me. A verse a couple days ago, I had to go to the studio and bang out today. I'm like, damn, what I'm supposed to do after this nigga said all this shit? Like, <laughs> nigga, oh. nigga, what am, what am I supposed to do now? I'm like, nigga, can you, I mean, can we just cut the record off right there? I can just do an outro and <laughs> he body and shit. You know man. what I'm saying? So, big shout well, out to my brother Fizzy Woe, man. Definitely Fizzy big, big, big shout out uh, to to Fizzy, man. Um, yo. From 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 our family to yours, y'all 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 the uh, you know tissue in the tape alumni now. So you have an open invite anytime you want to come back, fame want to come back, y'all want to come back together. You know you want to bring Fox, Lays, Teflon, Alfie, Riddle, first family, everybody, everybody's invited. You know, um, we PayPal ready. So when you drop records. We we you you can ask the artists that come on the show. We buy records, so dope. Dope. so we we uh we we support we support everybody that that rocks with us. You know, from the unknown artists to the 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 Grammy nominated artists. Right. Everybody everybody gets gets supported. You know, so thank you, thank man. You. Thank you, man. Thank you for emceeing. Salute. I appreciate y'all, man. Salute. Thank you, family. Y'all stay up, all right? All right now. All thank right. you. Thanks, bro. They do hip-hop better than you. Oh, this is Tissy in the tape. Like that, Daddy. Like that, baby. <laughs>